Welcome to it. This is Chewing the Fat. Yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Um, those of you that have uh, been listening this week, I know I've been sitting in with uh, Pat Gray on Pat Unleashed uh, on the morning show here on the Blaze Radio and Television Media Podcast Network. And uh, whatever the heck we are, uh, we've all come together. It's all this one big of entertainment for you. In fact, that's I believe that's what it's called now. The Blaze CRTV Media. And uh, we're just entertainment for you. If you just go to you'll find us. So I come in and, uh, you know, my producer, Chris Cruz, says, oh, this great story about Popeye's making an emotional support chicken. Do you not listen to the morning show with Pat Unleashed? I mean, I already thanked the world for sending me this story. My wife even sent me this story. My wife on her sick bed last night, I get a boop in my email. This is the story. I mean, I got Facebook posts, Twitter posts, emails. Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? Alert. Did you see this? And I, you know, listen, thank you. I appreciate it because I, I do appreciate you sending me stories that, you know, you think will be funny or you think that I'll enjoy or use on the podcast. Thank you. But this is one of them where everyone saw it at about the same time. <laughs> and you all thought of me. Thank you. I mean that very much. Thank you. It makes me smile. It makes me happy. And if you don't know the story, uh, Popeyes in Philadelphia has made an, uh, a, a, a box look like a chicken and it's their emotional support chicken. It's at the airport and you buy their three piece chicken tender meal and you can carry it on the plane <laughs> as your emotional support, as your emotional support chicken. I'm guessing they say that it's okay. They've cleared it. They've cleared it with the TSA. They've cleared it with the planes. I mean, it's funny. Do I want the plane smelling like chicken? I don't know. Is it better than smelling like horse poop? Yeah. Should you buy the entire plane a box of emotional sport chicken if you're going to go on the plane eating chicken? Because I've smelled people bringing food on planes before, and it's not. You know, the entire plane, it wafts the whole plane full of stuff. Drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. I just want to. I just want to fly to my destination. But anyway, thank you all very much for the Popeyes emotional support chicken holiday traveler box story. Means a lot to me. I'd like to tell. Oh, this story is fascinating to me, and uh, none of you sent this story to me. Huh. Huh. Oh wait. Okay. Can we? Would you like to receive notifications on today's top news straight to your desktop, CNN? Not now. They don't have a not now, not ever. But I just hit not now. Uh, MIT invents method to shrink objects to nanoscale. And they're just using basic lab equipment. Now, you want to talk about... uh, Something that I'm looking forward to of being able to be, uh, if you, if you get shrunk down, you ever see downsizing? All right. So, but fascinating, uh, Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah. He gets, uh, he and his wife decide, um, to get shrunk because the new world to save the planet is people getting shrunk. And, uh, it goes against my, you know, the idea of, hey, I'm a fat guy. I get to shrink down to nothing. No, they shrink you down as is. So you, if you get shrunk down, you're just a, you know, a three-inch fat guy. But they don't shrink fat people. Uh, just so you know. There's no fat people in shrink land. Uh, is, it, is it a spoiler? I mean, is this a spoiler alert if I talk about this movie? Because I, I, I just saw it not long ago, and it's, it's fascinating to me. Because it ends up being a really bougie movie. There was so much they could have done with it, and it really isn't that good. The premise is great. 
And then they go off the deep end. Like the setup to the downsizing is great. And the setup to the idea of he gets downsized and she doesn't is great. I know this is a spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's a spoiler. I got it. But that's the strong point of the movie. Because after that, it just... It loses. There's no way he he loses everything. I mean, he she takes everything in the real size world. Screw that. We decided to shrink. I did. You didn't. You go hawk for food on the street. I'm living like a king down here. Anyway, uh, we can now apparently do that. Uh, not with humans, though. Just stuff. We're not ready to shrink humans yet, although I bet you they have. And, you know, we've lost 100 people. We're going to find out after they've done it a few times that a number of people we've tried to shrink and they uh, they shrunk down to death is what they did. We'll find that out soon enough. But uh, they've got it down. They, they shrink objects. They, uh, the miniaturizing technology, it's called uh, implosion fabrication. Uh, it can be applied to anything from developing smaller microscope to cell phone lenses to creating tiny robots that improve everyday life. Right. That's what I want is millions of tiny robots running around. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that so much. But uh, it's really cool. It's uh, even smaller with the nanochip uh, electronics that they're trying to do. And they rub this... You know, you'd think as a human, when you when you rub gel on something, things get larger. But according to MIT, they rub gel on a structure, then they can make it get smaller. You can write your own jokes. I'm just I'm just reading what the story says. So they they. Uh, uh, Using a laser, researchers make a structure with absorbent gel, it's, uh, and then they attach any material, metal, DNA, tiny quantum dot particles, and then finally they shrink the structure to a minuscule size. Fascinating. Uh, it's a bit like uh, film photography, according to the, Ed, the MIT guy. I'm a photographer, and that's where I got the idea from. I was just using everyday products. So we are, I mean, just think about where we're at with that. And everything else, things are changing so fast. It's it's amazing. I love it. I love it how fast things are going. I really do. Um, you know, we had the, uh, yesterday was supposed to be the uh, launch day with all the rockets going off. When you think about uh, what a great time uh, we had, uh, you know, the great launch day. But uh, actually, uh, it didn't happen. All, uh, all four were supposed to, uh, supposed to take off. And uh, they did not. It's very disappointing. We're not quite as far ahead as we thought. Uh, we still have uh, weather to uh, deal with. Uh, Elon Musk, SpaceX, and Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin, and uh, two other private space companies, uh, uh, Arian Space and United Launch Alliance, all had launches scheduled. Uh, eh, eh, they did not. Um, SpaceX and Blue Origin has postponed the launches. And uh, Arian Space and United Launch Alliance are on track to launch today. And then the Indian Space Research Organization, they launched one uh, yesterday, a communications satellite into orbit. We had one go. The others put on, two of them are scheduled for today, which, you know, obviously is weather-related and, of course, mechanical. And SpaceX and Blue Origin were like, "Mm, we're just going to postpone. And then uh, in other space news... Which is just sad. We talked about the uh, the thing going out of the out of our out of our out of our world, right? The 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 thing. What was it called? The thing that went out of our world. It's out of our out of our out of our stuff now. It's, yes, we did. Oh my god. Is that the one that's way, like, it's going to get to another world in 40,000 years or whatever? Yeah, that one, Voyager. 
Don't. I could have paused and put you on hold. I didn't. All right, I didn't. This is what happens when we're on hold. All right, we try to fit. I didn't do that. So we talked about that, right? We've got that. Now we get the news. And we're, and we're not going to, you know, they unless they run into something, 40,000 years, it's going to take. Now we find out Saturn. Saturn is losing its rings. What? Come on. I mean, I am devastated. Devastated. So, and we got this information from Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. Right, about the rings because it went through, went by Saturn, took a few, stopped by, had a few kind of cup of coffee, chatted a little bit, then moved on, which is why it takes 40,000 years for it to get anywhere. So it stops having coffee with every damn planet. So apparently the rings are going away, but I mean, there is a. Well, it's, it's sad because it's losing the rings. The bright side is it's going to take 300 million years. So. Odds are against us being around when they actually go away. Okay, 300 million years. Come on. I mean, thanks for the news update. So, and it's the end of the year, right? We're coming up on the end of 2018. And uh, I kind of, you know, I love the lists. We did the most Googled yesterday, and uh, today I get the list uh, in my email box about America's wealthiest celebrities of 2018, and I love these lists. I love them. Now, I will say, and I, I don't want to break it, I'm, I'm going to tell you this just now because I'm going to read the list, we're going to go down the list. If you're waiting to hear my, my name, you're not going to hear it. I am not on this list. Now, if you go way down on the Forbes list. You know, I'm on it. Like, I'm not I'm not at the top. We're talking about the top. These are the top guys. These are the, what, the top 10? These are the, the top 10 richest uh, celebrities. Uh, I'm not in the top 10. I know, it's been a tough year. Tough, tough year. All right, so coming in at number 10. Well, number 10 is actually number nine as a tie. $800 million. James Patterson and Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods still cranking it out. I love Tiger. I love him. James Patterson, go away. And he's never going to go away. He's writing these great books, even if it's with Bill Clinton. So, he's making movies, and it's a big deal. Uh, number eight at $825 million. Diddy. <sighs> Number seven, eight hundred and seventy-five million dollars. David Copperfield. Number five is a tie. Number five is a tie between Jay Z and Kylie Jenner. Nine hundred million dollars. Number four. Number four at $1.7 billion, Michael Jordan. Talk about a guy that's created a wonderful life from a sports. I mean, so, so good. Number three, $2.8 billion, Oprah Winfrey. Number two. At $3.7 billion, Steven Spielberg. And number one. I did my own little drum roll. Number one. (laughs) At $5.4 billion, George Lucas. And that was, you know, basically from his sale. But George freaking Lucas. Amazing. At $5.4 billion. Um, Congratulations to the top richest, wealthiest celebrities of 2018.
All right, do you remember the woman who climbed the Statue of Liberty in New York City in July in protest of who else but President Donald Trump's administration? Yeah, and we all they spent all this time. I mean, they you couldn't go to the Statue of Liberty. They evacuated. They had pictures. She's climbing it. Has her sign. And I was the whole time I'm thinking this is agonizing. What is going to happen to her? Probably nothing. Everybody thought nothing was going to happen to her. Uh, no, she was found guilty. Uh, and faces up to 18 months in prison. Good. Guilty. Now, she pleaded not guilty to trespassing, disorderly conduct, and interfering with governmental administration. Uh, wrong. Uh, no. The defendant says a dangerous stunt, alarmed the public, and endangered her own life. Now, I love the, while we must respect uh, the rights of people to peaceably protest, uh, the right does not extend to breaking the law. Thank you. That's the point. And she disrupted the Statue of Liberty. Come on now. That's enough out of you. That's enough out of you. I believe that's a quote from the judge. (laughs) <laughs> that's enough out of you. Judge Gabriel Gorenstein said that uh, he couldn't give her a pass for her crimes. Uh, she was committing them as an act of protest. Uh, so I think the defenders know that if I took them up on that invitation, none of us is protected by the law. Thank you, Judge. No kidding. Up to 18 months in federal prison, the sentencing hearing is scheduled on March 5th. Why are we taking so long? I want to know. I want to talk to an attorney and find out. And I know you're going to say, duh, Jeff, have you ever watched? I mean, Law & Order does it in an hour. You watch Law & Order, it gets wrapped up in an hour. Why do we have to wait? She was found guilty, gets up to 18 months sentencing, and now we have to wait until March to find out what the deal is? I mean, come on. Have we not watched any of the Law and Orders at all? Sometimes it takes a couple hours, maybe a two-parter. That's it. Another female in trouble, uh, Stormy Daniels. Uh, And I love how they, adult film star, Stormy Daniels. All you have to do is say Stormy Daniels. You know who she is. You know who she is. You know what she did for a living. You know what she does now. And she... uh, you know how she, why is she not in trouble, first of all, for breaking her uh, non-disclosure agreement? I would like to know that. I'd like to know why some of these other people are not in trouble for breaking their non-disclosure agreements, too. It really pisses me off. And I'm sorry about being angry and actually kind of swearing, but it, it, that's, we're lost. We're lost. If you make an agreement, no, let's just use me. If I make an agreement with you for whatever for a, a, a cookie, a, a piece of cake, a bowl of ice cream, or $100,000, whatever it is, because uh, you did something to me and you don't want me to talk about it, or you think I might talk about something that you perceive will be looked at bad by someone else about you, and you don't want that to happen. So you come to me and you say, hey, douche. <laughs> And I say, my name's Jeff. Why did you call me douche? Because everybody else does. Oh, okay, go ahead. And uh, you say, hey, you know that thing that happened? Yeah. I'm going to give you $100,000 and a piece of chocolate cake. And uh, I don't want, and, and you're going to sign this paper that you're not going to talk about that thing that happened ever in public. You're not going to talk about it with anyone. But I'm going to give you a hundred grand on a piece of chocolate cake, and I say, "Okay," and I sign your little piece of paper, and I take your hundred grand, and I eat my chocolate cake. That means I'm not going to talk about that. If I do, you should get your money back. I should have to give you back the chocolate cake plus some, actually, because we made a deal and I broke the deal. None of that seems to be happening at all. 
And Stormy was all bummed because she, now she's got to pay the president back her money. Good job on all you people, by the way, that gave that donated to her GoFundMe page. Because that's going back to President Donald Trump, you know, the person you hate. <laughs> I mean, I, I do that does make me smile. But, uh, you know, she's set up and down that uh, she wasn't going to pose. She didn't want to pose for Playboy. Um, she didn't want to pose. And everybody, oh, 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 oh. But now that I guess her dancing tour has been canceled or has been put on hold. What was it called again? The Stormy Daniels. Um, gosh, make America horny again. I almost put you on hold again. For that, but I didn't. Okay, because so the information's fast today, fast. It's like lightning here today, and uh, but she's decided now. Uh, she's going to be f- featured in Playboy. Congratulations, Stormy! Congratulations. I mean, look, good for Playboy. Right? I mean, this is something they need. Actually, they've been struggling. They need to get some people like Stormy on the on the covers and get this thing going again. Right. Um. Uh, since you died and the daughter's been running it, things are a little slow. The porn industry's a big, different, changed world since Hugh Hefner started. I mean, he was the one that's, he's the god that started it all, pretty much. I mean, he made the, got the ball rolling for all these other dingleberries to come along. And remember the Hugh Hefner joke, too, by the way. <laughs> you know those, you know the one thing you'll never say at Hugh Hefner funeral? And by the way, he's dead, so this actually was said. Uh, as you know, he's in a better place now. Who he's not. Speaking of Stormy Daniels and uh, Hugh Hefner, and, uh, you know, first, I love Hugh Hefner, by the way. I don't care. A lot of people think he were didn't like him and thought he was a dirtbag. Hugh Hefner was, yeah. Let me, let me quote Chris Hughes for just a second. Shut up. It's Hugh Hefner. Come on, man. All right. So we've all, who among us haven't, hasn't used Tinder? I'd raise your hand if you haven't used Tinder. I'll put them down. You know you have. All right. So it's a dating app. And you, uh, you know, you put your picture up and you do a little profile of yourself. And then people, you look at Tinder and you go, oh, um, that person is pretty good looking. I might be willing to go out on a date with them. And you swipe right. And then, you, and if you don't like what you see, you swipe left, and then it just goes away, right? Now, really, what these were developed for was for colleges, and uh, you know, like in the they was made got huge fame at during the Olympics. All the Olympians were using Tinder to hook up because it says how close, what vicinity you are in. So if you're close, like at college universities at two o'clock in the morning, when you say, "Oh, this one here." Oh, they look good, and they're a mile away and awake, right? <laughs> and, you know, then you might happen to get together in a in a short period of time. You know, drink coffee or beer yeah, or whatever. Uh, but now the, apparently, and this is so wrong, people lie on, on dating apps. What? I know. I know. I didn't believe it either. But nearly one-fourth of young adults are looking to love through dating website or apps. I got, Am I considered in that? Because uh, of young adults? So this is a relatively new form of courtship that could give you access to a large pool of potential partners. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, so apparently... Uh, people are lying on these apps. And I say, what What kind of dirt bag? So uh, studies are uh, some of the first two to address. Uh, this study here is um, first to address the questions. Uh, they've examined the deception in online dating. All right. So now apparently there's two big lies to understand how often people lied to their partners and what they falsified, this study went through hundreds of text messages exchanged after daters swiped right. So once I said, ooh, that person looks good, swipe right. 
Now we're talking. Because that person could swipe right too. And if you both swipe right, magic. All right, so apparently this is where people start lying even more, even more. And it's just, just, I mean, astounding that people would lie. Yeah, yeah, downhill from here. Um, they could be car- the first kind were lies related to self present presentation. If participants wanted to present themselves as more attractive, they would lie about how often they went to the gym, uh, or their match appeared to be religious. They might lie about how often they read the Bible to make it seem they had, you know, similar interests. The second kind of lies were related to the availability uh, availability management. You know, like describing uh, uh, why they couldn't meet. Giving excuses for the silence. Like, oh, my phone lost service. Uh, my phone died in the gym. <laughs> That's what I use that all the time. Yeah, I left my phone out and died in the gym. You know, I hate that. Um. I find it hard to believe that people are doing all kinds of lies. This is this story really is pretty nice, right? I mean, because they're saying that sometimes these dates had you know, like the person would be shorter than they said. Um, the person would be really chatty on texting, but not chatty in person. Um, so, I mean, that's just getting to know one another, right? And we all, if look, do you ever remember? When you listen to the radio or listen to the podcasts of whatever show it is, and you have never seen that person, like for instance, if you've never seen me, all right, well, let's just pretend that you had, I'll tell you a story of mine. I remember a uh, uh, hundred years ago, I, this is going back another, I'm taking a side trip here for Chris, specifically for Chris Cruz. I remember listening to the radio to a radio host that used to do uh, nights on WIOD in Tampa, Randy Rhodes, the goddess. That's the, that was what they called it, and she and and, uh, and then she ended up doing afternoons, and she became very famous. And she's a real uh, kind of a liberal host, uh, progressive, and she's very famous. And I and I loved her. I loved. She was great. But I remember having this vision of who she was and what she looked like in my mind because I'd never seen her. I never saw a picture of her. I never saw her and nothing. I just, all I had in my hand, my head was her voice and the tagline, Randy Rhodes, the goddess. So I remember the first time that I saw she was doing a show in the same building I was in and her and her husband are walking down the hallway toward the studio, and I'm coming out of one studio. And I remember thinking, that's Randy Rhodes? Ooh. It's a little bit farther away from the goddess than I had anticipated. But nobody looks like you think they do. You always upgrade them. You always do. And I know that you send a picture on Tinder and everything. Are you really going to post a picture that makes you look bad on Tinder? Really? I mean, I might for the fun of it. Jeff, every picture you take makes you look bad. Oh, you mean it isn't Jeff Fisher, goddess? No, 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 it isn't. All right, so I see this story. Several people sent me this, too. I, I want to thank all you people that sent me some of these stories. I really do appreciate it. It means a lot to me, even if it's multiple times. I know that means you're thinking of me. I see you. I got you. All right? And so you can you know, you know, can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, uh, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. It's all good. Thank you. I mean, I really appreciate it. Uh, even because if I don't, the thing is, is that if nobody sends me anything, then I don't see them, right? And, and I mean, I'm, look, I, I, you know, I'm not good enough to sit, find this stuff on my own. Anyway, the uh, I thought, thank you for sending it anyway. I appreciate it. And don't forget, listen, you can, you know, you can message on uh, chewing the fat too. You know, when you when you rate and review it, 
because you've already subscribed. So you rate it 20 stars, you review it, best podcast ever, and then, and then you know, you leave a message, you share it. It's easy. But this story is a multiple sending. we got to come up with a name for these. I could put you on hold here while we think of a name, but that would be gone for like a day or two. Um, the uh, we got to come up with a name for these, for the stories that multiple people send me. But this happened in Port St. Lucie, Florida, which is, uh, you know, another great Florida story. And it's also Port St. Lucie. A lot happens in Port St. Lucie that's a little weird. Uh, there's number, a number, eh, I know it's Florida, but Port St. Lucie is a leader in, uh, in uh, uh, municipalities that has uh, strong stories. So a uh, 23-year-old man that went through a McDonald's drive-thru and uh, tried to Pay for his order with a bag of pot. Now, what kind of un-American McDonald's worker would not give this guy his bag of McDonald's food for his pot? Now, seriously. Police say the fast food worker denied the trade. See, that, that fast food worker is dumb. He drove off, only return again a short time later. Police arrested him on charges of marijuana possession and driving under the influence. So not only that means the, the McDonald's worker not only didn't take the pot, but reported him. Come on. It's unclear whether uh, Gallagher attempted to pay for the order with drugs the second time. No, he went off and had to try to sell the bag of pot to get some cash for the McDonald's. That's why he left. Because Miss, Miss or Mr. Goody Two-Shoes at the drive-thru window won't take the pot. And by the way, if you don't take the pot, let's just say you're, you say, no, it's, it's an illegal drug. I don't want to have it on my possession. I can't trade you the pot for the food. The guy's at your window. You've already made the food. He says, hey, I don't have any cash. Can I trade you? I got some pot here. Can I trade you some pot for food? And you say, oh. No, I can't do that. But you don't give them the food? Of course you do. Say, so just take the food, bro. Come back and pay me when you can. Right? I mean, that's just the right thing to do. All jokes aside, that's the right thing to do. Instead of, I'm not giving you your food. I'm not trading you pot. And I'm going to call the police. And the next time you're in the area, you're going to be arrested. Because I'm a good person working at the McDonald's drive through this is what I'm supposed to do, gosh darn it. Is it? Is it? And this story reminds me of the interview we've got coming up on the podcast. Now, I have, this is very, and I'll give you a little a little short story because it's, uh, Chris hates these, so I'm just going to do it anyway because he hates them. Uh, but I have a really an appointment, a dental appointment today, and I've canceled like two or three times, and they're threatening to charge me. And they've actually they they actually treated me like the McDonald's worker treated the guy with pot. They called my wife. You can't get a hold of your husband. If you cancel, we're going to charge him, and he's canceled so many times, and we're going to charge him money, and he's going to be charged. So now they've brought in the wife. Which really, and I'm going to have a word with them about that, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's be clear about something. Dental office. It's my insurance. I'm the one you call. That having been said, uh, I, I cannot, I can't miss it. I'll be dead. I'll be killed from the dentist's office. I'll be killed from my wife. And I'd rather, I'd rather, I'm more scared of my wife than I am a Chris Cruz right now in my life. So, because he's saying, just miss it, just cancel. And I'm so close to cancel and I cannot tell you. So, and now he's offering to pay whatever they charge, I'll pay you half. <laughs> I'm so close. I really am. Because I really, I really want to talk to this chick, this chick, this lady, Vicky Barbolock. From America's Got Talent, she's a comedian, really funny, and she well, she's in the you know the top five of America Got Talent. So, what I want to talk to her about is her podcast. Uh, she does a podcast from her trailer park where she lives. Uh, it's 
I mean, it's fascinating how she got started on this, and it's so real. And uh, it, I'm jealous, actually. Uh, a, I'm jealous of the trailer park. I mean, I just have a trailer. I don't, I don't, I don't have a park. And uh, she's on a tour now uh, for her uh, trailer nasty stand-up tour. So funny. And, I mean, that's her That's her, uh, her podcast. Um. The, the you know she's from Southern California, and uh, her podcast is called Trailer Nasty. So she's on her Trailer Nasty stand up tour, and uh, Chris is going to talk to her. He's a big fan, so I'm going to let. I know. Don't look at me like that. I know. I know. Seriously, I know. Hey, look, she she talks English from the trailer park. You'll be able to understand her anyway. All right. Well, I could translate tomorrow maybe for you if it's a problem. But uh, he's a big fan, and he's going to talk to her, and, and, and he's going to also, we'll see if he actually apologizes on my behalf for not being here because I really do want to meet her, but I can't. I can't. I'm letting you inside baseball right now. Okay, inside inside fat. This, this is inside fat. Uh Thank you. Be here all week. Uh, because I cannot miss this appointment. I will be dead. I'll be dead either from the dentist's office or my wife. And really, it'll be my wife. Because you know how I feel about dentists. I do not like dentists. I don't like den- dentist's offices. I don't like dentists. And we can go. I can go off on some side stories about how, about how much I hate dentists. But I'll do that another day. But just know that I'm doing this so my wife doesn't kill me. And yes, I know that she's just a woman and she does what I say and she'll, you know, needs to be in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. But that isn't real. (laughs) That isn't real. I know, but when you joke like that, that's the stereotype that's set up for women. Tough. Get over it. You know why get over it? Because she knows. She hears it all the time. And she just, <laughs> she knows. And so do you. Let's be honest. And so do you. And so does Vicky Barbolak. So enjoy the interview with Vicky and Chris. I mean that. Have I, let, I hope it's fun. If it's not fun, this will never happen again. Before we start, um, Vicky Barbalak, I'm going to tell you that I've been prepping for this interview like no other. Okay, like now. I've, I, this, no this is no prep. That's perfect. This is perfect because yeah. uh, before we do that, I also have a message because as the audience know, Jeffy could not make it. So I'm going to play you what Jeffy recorded for you. Oh, how cute. Because he is very upset that he could not be here with you. So we're going to listen to what Jeffy said to you. So that is Jeff Fisher, host of The Chew and the Fat, and he could not make it because he, he had so a... familiar to me. He does? Really? He looks like either a comic that I know or I'm like, I know him. Oh, this is fascinating. So definitely he wants to talk to you. Cool. So he, he just talked about your podcast. I really want to talk about your podcast because I listened to it as soon as it came out. 
and I'm in love with all your neighbors. So what's the status on your neighbors? Because we have not heard from a while from well, the podcast. Because we're, we're going to have to start. Re, re, Chris couldn't continue to come to Oceanside. So we're going to have mm. to switch it because everybody wants Clark. Mm. And I, so like the podcast a little bit got away from me and it got to my friend Ed. And I'm like, ah, this is not what I want to do. So I'm, I'm like, so anyway, so we're going to start re, start back to the trailer recording there because mm-hmm. then Clark can be on all the time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Clark's 97. He had another birthday the other day. So. Wow. We gotta use him a lot. Yes, we do. You don't have that much left with him. So tonight we're gonna go see you here at the Addison. I am so excited about that. So first, before we get to Addison, how was Houston? How was the crowd? Uh, I, you know, I was so happy. They were so much fun. They were like, uh, I think about twenty women came up dressed in leopard. And that's your look. Yeah, that's your look. All kind of, all kind of animal, animal prints in new black, and uh, and it's and there and there was just the crowd wasn't. Uh, it was Christmas week and it was a Tuesday. There's only about like 120 people there, but it was the funnest Tuesday night crowd I ever dreamed of. It was they were on fire. We had so much fun and it was it was just I couldn't have been more fun. And afterwards, we all stayed until they kept flashing the lights off the, at the improv to make us leave because the audience and I stayed in the bar till around like an hour and a half after the show. That's awesome. So a little bit about you. So you were in America's Got Talent this yeah. year. You didn't win, but you ended top 10. Yeah. But a little bit top five? Yeah, I, I was like came in six. Six. Yeah. And then, fantastic. I just wanted you to know that me and my wife voted for you oh, nonstop. Thank you. thank you so much. We voted for you nonstop. And then earlier today, my boss, Glenn Beck, came out and he was a fan. He saw you from a corner and Gary, the guy, he was told him, he's like, wait, I know you. America mm-hmm. Most... Mm-hmm. Nope, not that show. Not America's Most Wanted. We're not there yet. We're, not, we're working our way to, um, to <laughs> America sure Most Wanted. I'm sure you'll see me on there soon, right? <laughs> so... I want to talk about your trailer because that is one. I think that is where it highlighted your act. Yeah. Especially when you just came out and boom, here's Vicky nonstop trailer talk. Even Simon did not know what a uh, Dennis was. No, Denise, Denise. He calls it Denise. You know, I thought it'd be fun to take Simon on a date, take him to all the places. We'd start at Denny's mm-hmm. and then we go to a Walmart. You know, he hasn't been to a Walmart. He he, know I'd introduce is. him to the greeter, you know, those are the best people to have. Yeah, and 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 then and then uh, where else could we take Simon that he would never have been in America? Hooters. Hooters. Oh God, no, he wouldn't know what that is. Yeah, no. He would but like before that. Hooters, uh, uh, how's the Peckers? You know, I'm in Texas, uh-huh. and this is when I feel like if I could ever find an investor for my large chain of Peckers. This would be the place. And people that don't know what Picker is, what Peckers, is Peckers? From, you know, I go, I, my dad turned 80, I had his birthday party at Hooters, and I, I sat there waiting for, you know, they don't give, I had to get there early. I sat there for two hours, and I'm thinking to myself, why? Why, girls, don't we have a place like this for us? Hooters. Yeah, why don't we have our own Hooters? Yeah. So I want to open up Peckers. <laughs> and in the edge of the Me Too, I say, it's our turn, okay? My turn. I want... I want to see men in tank tops or no tops. I want to write their, my menu on their arm. Okay. Oh, come on. Yeah, I'm serious. If you could find a backer, it will be Texas. Mm-hmm. We have the best. Talking I, about. I, it's so weird here. I've, I'm not from Texas. I'm from Puerto Rico. Oh, my God. So I'm far away from water. And I'm like, this is the best place to start a Peckers. I think so. Uh, Come and, on, and I, 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 I just, I think it would be wonderful. So I'm truly serious. I know there's a few other small peckers out there. People have opened up different kind of places called exactly peckers, but my peckers is going to be different. My peckers is going to be the real deal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a place where women can go for a birthday party, you know, or an engagement party, or just to shoot the, the pecker, mm-hmm. you know, get with the girls, and and it, and I'm gonna have standards. Of course, I'm, you know, I, I'm now like say you're say say a guy's overweight. Okay. I, I, I say to him, show me something charming about yourself. I'm not going to have like a weight limit or anything. Yes, I think you're sexy as you are. Yes, you will be a Pecker's man. So I got like me. Okay, I got like me. Of course you'd be a Pecker's guy. I could be a Pecker's you're guy? You're a very sexy guy. Oh, thank you. No thank doubt. You. Yeah, I'll, thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll tank you up tonight. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. We have to. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Now, a little bit about you too. You were also funniest mom in America on Nick and Night. Yeah. Wow. That was fun because Roseanne Barr hosted that year. Okay. And I was always afraid of running into her. At the comedy store, but she's she, kind of scary. For she, me. Well, I was always afraid she would think I was ripping her off, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, so I didn't know she was going to be hosting. And the very first night I auditioned was at the Laugh Factory, and I go, "Is Roseanne here?" And they go, "No, she's not here." 
Okay. And then I was doing my act and I heard the cackle of Roseanne. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that was Roseanne. And they they told me that she loved me and and she told me right away that she didn't think it anything like what I was worried about was real. She could tell, you know, all fat people look alike. And she did live in a trailer. So um, but she could tell that our, our jokes and our spirit were were real different. Oh wow. Um also, I want to also talk about because your comedy act, especially during the AGT contest, mm-hmm. it was very naughty. Yeah. And I loved it. And that was so clean. It as was. As clean as I could be. That, yes. And it's so cool because you you definitely won uh, Howie Mandel. You won yeah. over Simon. He, yeah. Heidi yeah. and Mel B. Yeah. Man, everybody liked you. Yeah. How's was, that? It was great. I was so surprised the first night. I didn't expect it. My daughters, right before I went on stage, they go, Mom, Simon's going to buzz you. Okay. Now, if you buzz you, keep going. Now, if you get another buzz, keep going. Yeah. Another buzz, keep going. Then we made like a joke. Like if I got a third buzz, we had it all ready to go. Like literally, they prepped me right before I went on stage that I was going to get buzzed off. Because we all... (laughs) (laughs) And then I also love this because, again, I watched it from the beginning. Olivia Mom, which was, she was the guest judge, she already given her golden bosser um, to the, you know... The singers. Uh, oh, the before, choir. They're uh, so before, amazing. Okay. We'll do. Yes, you say that. But for me, America's Got Talent is not for singers. Singers, go somewhere else. I Leave heard it for a lot the, of people say that. Yes. Give it to the people that don't have an act. Dancers, maybe. You know, but give it to the people that have nowhere to act or nowhere to show their showcase or act. But I do like what she said that she wishes she had another golden buzzer to give to you. Oh, that made me so How happy. Is that? She was so sweet to say that. And that was like, I just literally I think back into those days and I just get a shudder because, you know, all my life I've kept been told, no, no, you, you're not going to make it. You don't have any. You're, you're not right. You don't fit. You're. You're not for this show. You're not for that yeah, show. Yeah, because, you, you know, you say here that, you know, when you were a kid, you were super fat. Yeah. People would make fun of you, yeah. would bring you down. But I think that kind of bullying, I put in mm-hmm. air quotes, it, it bullying, because yeah. um, kind of made you who you are today. Yeah, you have to go through what you needed to go through. And I wouldn't trade it all, at all. And and I'm, I have, I think what a comic really needs is empathy. Mm. You have to be, I feel like because I had some pain, I know what it's like to be sad and uh, and I feel sensitive to audiences so you know I'm really I'm glad that I had all that stuff and and I compared to other people's t- terrible situations I had such a happy life you know yeah and then you know watching you getting the news that you were going to be on the finals and seeing you cry backstage I cried with you oh, I'm man enough to admit that that I was <sighs> so excited for you I was crying for you because I was like, she It's one of those things. I hate when people say she deserves to be there, but I'm like, she deserves to be there. You oh, fought your whole way through. I'm like, that's my girl. From day one, I was like, that's my girl. She will make it at least to the end. And it was funny because I think it was either in the semifinals or the finals, Twitter put you in jail. Remember that? And then you couldn't tweet or something like that. And I think it was me and some other guys were like, hey, why are you? Um, right. That was some weird glitch yes. because there was so much activity on the Twitter. And then your Twitter got shut down for because, a second. Because it got overused. That's amazing. I was so blown away. I mean, uh, yeah, that was so bizarre. So, yeah, so, thank you for uh, being one of those people. Yes. That was bizarre. And right now we're. We're about actually, you know, I know this podcast is going to be late, but it's because we're getting ready to go see you tonight. So if you're in Dallas, come see us at the Addison. If you're in San so Antonio, exciting. go see her tomorrow at, and at the uh, Laugh Out Loud, Laugh Out Loud, Laugh yeah. Out Loud uh, Club. And then you're touring more next year. You go to Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next uh, in January, beginning of January, I'm in um, Tacoma, mm. Portland. Then I'm in Nashville, uh, Asheville. Um, you everywhere. Yeah, you, you're gonna go Vicky, everywhere. Go Vicky Barbalek Facebook page has yes. my calendar yeah, on it. Yep, and Vicky Barbalek comedy. So yeah, if you, I'm gonna be a lot, all over like Des Moines and really in, in neat places. And every everywhere I've been has been so much fun. I've been so great, like Erie and Cleveland and places I always wanted to go. And I've, the people have been so nice. And if you don't know, um, Vicky, you got to make sure that you're January 7 you're back in California because yeah. you are in the new fantastic amazing for them to do 
America's Got Talent champions. Champions, where, where are, they are they now? now? Hey, they're in the parking lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I didn't leave. I never even left. So January 7th, make sure yeah. you, everybody's tuning in to NBC, yeah. watching you because... We have to root for our girls. I don't know what the rules are. If well, you, you vote, it's funny. I don't know it's not it, audience voting on this one. No, but um, it it they're, it's real cool. I don't know if we can talk about it yet, but mm-hmm. it's really cool what okay. they came up with. So we have to wait. Yeah, and I am with Susan Boyle, and I gotta say, oh come on, I cannot. What? I cannot speak to her. I would practice like I would be like forty feet away from her, and I would go, "Hello, hello, Susan. My name is Vicky Barbalak." Well, you're not there Susan. yet. She's and so then, she's done. And then and then I would get up to her and I would get up to her and I would spaz out so bad. I would have to run. And her her assistants, she has these lovely assistants from Scotland. They go, she really likes you. She'd like to meet you. I go, okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. And then I would start again and I was spaz, spaz, spaz. And and then I would just look at her like a dog, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. and she just looked at me, shook her head. It was like I am such a such a. Anyway, that is. Um, I hope it. I hope it doesn't come across on TV too much. Me staring at her like that. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, because cameras are rolling. So I'm like, time. I know. Yeah. I'm like yeah. under her car. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a little bit segment of chewing the fat with Chris Cruz and Vicky Baberlack. Thanks. Chris. I'm so excited for you. I, I honestly, I am. You are my Susan Boyle. Oh, that's so sweet. You are Thanks, because Chris. I. I Text her the why she's like, Did you do the interview? I'm like, No, shut up. I'm nervous already. Oh, I've done this, this was so for much two fun. years now. You, I've done a lot of interviews. You're one of the funnest guys I've ever talked Thank to. Thank you so much. Make sure Thank Glenn you. Beck, you hear that I want to raise. Okay. <laughs> hey. All right, guys. Do you call him C B? I call him G B. G B, I mean you call yeah, him. I call him G B. Yeah, I yeah. call him G B all the time. Yeah. And hopefully um we'll get to figure this out because I heard that he wants you on the show. Yeah. And I have to find out what time my plane is. Yeah, goes. you have to find out because just to let you know, that is two billion. Man, two billion with a B. social media views. Man, we got in one day, and then it's 165 million subscribers that we have. That's amazing. So we have to introduce Gosh, you to our audience. All those people could tie into Trailer Nasty. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I could own the ruby red slippers too. Yes. Oh, this there's place, more. There's more. By the more. way, you could, you should give tours of this studio. It's I so do. Cool. I do. Okay. So every year and. For those of you that like Vicky, why aren't you paying attention to the blaze? We do tours every year. Oh, and we do. Uh, if you guys can do this, I would do this. Yes, and I, Vicky, trust me, this is not the last time you'll see Vicky. Me and Vicky are gonna start planning something, especially here, and the museum and all that stuff. But yes, so VickyBarbolaComedy.com or Vicky Barbola on Facebook. Please find her, get her tickets. Let's get her sold out because she's one of those people that deserved it. And She's living the American dream. That's right, baby. I'm ready to buy a triple wide trailer any day now, baby. Here we go. Thanks. Trailer nasty, everybody. (laughs) 